Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a master transformational coach specializing in habit change. And this, this podcast is sponsored by The Enlightened Peach. This podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. I am your host, and today I have a special guest that I'll be introducing to you in just a moment. But if you would, wherever you are listening or watching this, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let's help get this out to the world because all of these guests that I have are so amazing. I want to make sure that their story is told. So now let's get started. All right. So this beautiful woman right here is um, Leslie Kucher. Cooster. 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 Swiss, Swiss husband. <laughs> so it's a, a different pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden I was thinking Ashton Kutcher and I thought, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> I'm not married to him. <laughs> well, anyway, I had the great pleasure of meeting her um, online through another, uh, a mutual friend. And she has written a book that is very amazing. And she was gracious enough to have me on her. Do you just call it your, your, on your channel? Yeah. On your channel. Um, And yes. And it was so nice and so wonderful. And I so appreciate you having me there. And I'm so glad that I was able to bring you onto my channel so that you could share a little bit more about your journey. So I'm going to let you have the floor and tell us a little bit about how you got started and a little bit about your book. Yeah, sure. I would absolutely love to. So I've been an entrepreneur for a really long time. The the idea of staying in jobs never really suited me. I wasn't particularly good at it either. And so quite a ways back, I kind of threw the towel in and I went traveling to Indonesia just for fun. Wow. While I was there, I noticed a lot of beautiful clothing, beautiful fabrics. And I just thought, hmm, I wonder, you know, if I brought any of these back, if this is something that would take in the U.S. And that's really how I launched my business, which is called Back From Bali, which is a women's resort line, bohemian style, very colorful, kind of loose style clothing. And that was how I launched the business. I didn't want to get a job. I didn't want to go back into corporate, which is what I was doing at the time. I was living in New York City doing PR for for big companies. And I just thought, why not give this a try? Why not try it? And I did. And one thing led to the other. I started out on street fairs, Vicky, like literally, you know, like getting one of those booze, you know, with the, you know, the year for like $15 or so and setting it up and putting stuff on the table and selling it that way. And then, you know, it just grew and grew and grew. And then it eventually grew into an online business. And that's what I have now. So back from Bali is sold only online, primarily through my own website 
and through Amazon as well. So I'm an Amazon e-commerce brand. So if anybody oh, wonderful. has questions on that, I certainly can help you too. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So you said you're there, you're looking at this amazing fabric and everything. So I'm assuming from what you said, you probably picked out a lot of different fabrics to have bring home, correct? So then yes. how did you take this? I mean, it's fascinating to me um, how people can stretch their brain so much. So you've got this fabric and you bring it home. And how did you think from there? Okay, I'm going to do this with it. Yeah. Well, I bought the clothing already made. Oh, okay. I, okay. They were, but what they were beautiful fabrics that okay. were made in Indonesia. So they were batik. Batik is a, a handy. Uh, I love batik. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's for, for those who don't know it, it's a real handicraft done with wax and dye. And they were doing this incredibly colorful, beautiful batik clothing for kids, for children. Okay. And I don't have kids, but I fell in love with the clothes. And those are the clothes that I actually brought back to the U.S. But the line I do now is not children's clothing any longer. So that so then it evolved. So I, I, I would buy literally off the street. And then from that, I started designing. And so you could ask, well, how do you do that? How do you then go to the next level? Yeah, from yeah I was about to ask that. <laughs> is, is, yeah, is the question. And the truth is you kind of let the customer guide you. Like, for example, all of a sudden you brought in like blue with yellow moons and stars and that just blue, all right? So maybe you do blue with yellow moons and stars in an overall and then you get the idea of how about in a girl's dress as well. Maybe we'll do it in pink with purple moons and stars. And it just really evolves a lot from watching what is being sold and the mm -hmm. feedback you're getting from your customer. Ah, perfect. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And, you know, I guess we're, that, you know, as an entrepreneur, that's what we do all the time. Come to think of it, you know, you have to listen to what your your people are saying when you're talking to them and then you make decisions on where to progress from there. So. Yeah. Then, then take us, you, you, you've made this business and it's doing really, really well. And when did you, in that journey, when did you decide, I'm going to write a book about this? Well, actually, I took the business and it did not do very, very well. <laughs> you know, it did well enough. Let's put it that way. Okay. It did well enough to have, you know, a nice little business. Uh, doing under six figures a year, you know, a nice for some nice vacations and, you know, to, you know, you know, to, to help in the household and all of that. So my story really is that I did that at that level for a very long time. And there was a time in my life, not that long ago, we're looking at, I don't know, maybe eight years ago or something like that, where I just said enough is enough. And I am tired of not making more money than what I was making. And I knew I had it in me. I knew I, knew I was smart. I knew I was not pushing myself. I was sitting way back into what I call the princess tower, which is basically kind of like the tower where princesses go to wait for other people to come and save them and give them yes. what they and that be was rescued. being rescued. And that's yes. where I was sitting. I was comfortable. I was married. I didn't really have to do a lot more, but I got really pissed off at myself and I started to feel 
I want more than this and I want to prove to myself. And I honestly, Vicki, I wanted more money. I wanted money. That's what I wanted. And with that decision that I was going to build a business, I was going to make money, I was going to step into my power more. That is how everything started to change. And I brought the business from five figures to multiple seven figures, okay? And that's oh, after wow. being in business for 20 years. So it could be done at any, any time. And that is why I wrote the book, because I wrote the book for women entrepreneurs uh, who might feel that it's too late, right? Mm -hmm. Or they don't know how to do it, or they aren't capable of doing it. And my journey is to show other women you are and it's possible. Yeah. Well, the the thing that I love about what you just said, I mean, there's so much of it, but it's recognizing that um, as soon as you make the decision, it it comes. So um, because a lot of people, you know, as they get older and later in life and everything, it's like, well, I don't have that much time. So if it took her that long, then, you know, I can't do it. And so that really opens up to say, well, it doesn't matter where you're starting, just start. Yeah, absolutely. It really doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and maybe even 80. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, and, and you you said it in different words, is that you have to want it. That, yeah. that is number one. And that is the that is the first key in my book. My, my book is called Seven Keys to Seven Figures. And the very first key is wanting it. You have to like just get to a point in your life where you just can't live with yourself anymore if you don't have it. And that wanting is what kind of puts you on the path to start getting it because, you know, it puts a fire up your bum, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and you feel like if you if that's not what you're going to do, then you're going to be really disappointed in yourself and in life and everything. So you have to really want it. And uh, what I see is that a lot of women they kind of want it, and that's the problem. Yeah. Well, not only that, I think sometimes, and just in my opinion, and I can't speak from that perspective, but I can speak from as a as a health and life coach. You know, I have clients that want to. Um, drastically change their lives in one way or another. Sometimes it's, you know, the their weight or their relationships. And mostly I work with women about weight. And it's like they, they can't, like you ask them, what do you want? And all they can tell you is all the things they don't want. They mm -hmm. don't seem to be able to have this, um, this ability to articulate, what do I want? And so then I have to help them. You know, you said you don't want this. What's the opposite of that? Because I really have to get them to dive deep because if you have a strong enough want and why you want it, and you can just surmount any obstacle, but if your want and your why is not big enough, you can find a thousand reasons all the time to say, Hmm, I think I just won't worry about that now. Yeah, exactly. And then in comes like imposter syndrome and procrastinating and all of these things, because listen, let's face it, changing, even though you may think you want it, you know, lose weight, like with your clients or uh, make more money with women I work with or build a business or whatever it is, it, it is going to push you way out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah. 
And even, even if you become very successful, that is not going to necessarily feel that comfortable either. So right. no matter what you're changing into, you know, I think we have to also give everyone kind of um, a breath here to say it isn't easy always to, to, to say what you want and then actually take the action to do it. Because what comes up is so many of our fears about what will happen all of a sudden, you, you know, you lose 50 pounds. Well, you're not the same person, are you anymore? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you know, you're making, you know, over, you know you're doing a million in sales in your business. You're not the same person any longer. And even, even the successes creates difficulties. Yeah, unless, well, it can always be difficult. But I think if you've got somebody like you that is, helping them, you know, as they're doing all these changes, then the, it doesn't seem as difficult. It's like when I work with my clients with weight is if I help them along the process of doing it and it just becomes their new normal and all, it doesn't seem as daunting as, um, you know, just making the decision and all on your own, you know, you're, you're trying this because let, let's face it, um, and I'm sure that people who um, who you work with are the same way. You've tried it a thousand times and it didn't work. So it's like, why can you do it again and it work? And that's one of the fears too, right? Is that I've tried this so many times and, you know, everybody's going to be thinking, well, she's not going to do this because it's just, she's tried it before. It's not going to work. So yeah. what do you do when you have, I'm imagining you do have people that way. So what do you do when you have someone who that's scared to maybe lose their friends or, you know, um, or, oh my gosh, I'll have to know how to do all these things with the taxes and not, you know, and what do you, what do you tell people when they you know, face all that? The, the, the only fear is a, fear is a really tough one. And there, mm -hmm. there's actually only one way through fear there fear cannot be tackled through the mind at all it can't be tackled through your journal it can't be tackled by walking in the forest the only way to tackle fear is action and doing it and then the question is well what do i do you know there's so much to do as you said accounting and this and that or, or you know whatever shopping and cooking in your yeah. case for your clients, you know whatever yeah, whatever yeah. it is and so we have to really break things down into what i like to call action steps and when you when you when you have small little bites of things to do then you can actually do it overwhelm is what sets in when someone says okay i'm going to do it i'm going to lose 50 pounds i'm going to build my business i'm going to whatever improve my relationship whatever it is it's like so where do you start mm -hmm. so I like to uh, really write things down and I, I like to sort And right now we're in the new year, aren't we? Actually, right. I don't know if it's a little show, but um, we're in the new year right now. So I like to do something where I create my intentions for the year. Okay. And mm -hmm. these are kind of the big ideas. They could be maybe 10 of them, for example, all right, uh, such as I bring my sales to this number or uh, um, design new clothes or, you know, hire a new VA or some bigger ideas like this. And then now we're- When you say bigger ideas, are you meaning that it just, that feels like those things are very far out of reach? Yes. Like okay. they are like by the time this year ends, you know, which we're in 2024, we just started. I want to 
accomplish these things on my list. This is what, what yeah. they are. They're bigger ideas. I haven't done any of them yet. I haven't reached that sales goal yet. I haven't thought about hiring that person yet. I haven't, you know, these are, I like to call them intentions. All right. These are my mm -hmm. intentions. You can call them goals. I just like the word intentions. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my intentions of what I'm going to do. And then what, what I like to do is break things down into quarters. So now we're in Q1, okay? Q1 is January, February, and March. And I like to take maybe three of those things on my list and make them my Q1 goals, okay? Those are my okay. Q1 goals. So for example, again, we're talking about revenue, okay? So I wanna hit a certain sales figure, okay? So then I need to know that in four quarters, I need to divide that sales number in four. So I know what my goal is for that quarter. So I know that goal is going to be whatever it is, $100,000 for the quarter. And then there's three months in the quarter. So I need to divide three in 100,000. And then I know how much I need to be doing in a, a month. And then I know how much I need to be doing in a week. These basic things where you break things down and then you add those to your list are what helps you get over overwhelm and gets you into the action. And it's action that will cure your fear. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a simplistic thing, but um, it, for those that don't know, I'm also a hairstylist on top of being a coach. And one of the things that helped me many, many years ago, because we always had these different things where you were supposed to, you know, we had these challenges where you would sell this much retail, whoever sold the most, you know, would get this gift, right? Um, and it always felt like, oh, this is just too hard. And then I had one of the um, the people that was, um, we were selling their retail, um, tell me, she said, well, you're looking at it wrong. She said, put this shampoo bottle, this conditioner, and this gel right here on your station. Every person that walks in, you sell them one of them. All you have to do is say, I use this, you know, this is what's going to work. Um, do you want one or do you want all three? Well, holy shit. After she told me that, it was like it broke it down to where all I have to worry about is this right here. And I know what my goal is. And so once I did that, I won the contest. Mm -hmm. First time I ever did. But it was just because I had been thinking of too big, you know, and not having this action step that each person comes in. You talk to them about that. And if they do, fine. If they don't, fine. You know, I'm not attached to it. But it was like magic to me. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're talking about too, is that you have this step and those steps just make things feel clearer. Yes. You have to break it down. Otherwise yeah. you would be way too overwhelmed. Right. Um, and, and really write it down and, and, and then intentions go into kind of your goals that you want to do for over a three month period. And then those get broken down into action steps. So, you know, for example, when you want to uh, increase your email list, you know, or something like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, you know, if you just write down and, that, and that's your intention, increase my okay. email list. Okay. And that mm -hmm. then gets brought into what I want to do over the next three months. Well, increase your email list. You just, 
like, how do you do that? Right. 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 That You need to break that one down and you need to break that down into um, increase uh, the amount you're selling, you know, sending on your email list from, you know, once every three weeks to once, once a week, for example. Okay. Okay. Um, Start to come up with new content or ideas, what you're going to write about, Um, maybe do an ad, um, post more, whatever these things are, share lists with people, you know, you, these are the action steps that will get you to increase your email list. But if you just write down, increase your email list, then you go into overwhelm as well. Yeah. Cause for one thing, it just feels too big. Yeah. And you don't know how to do it. But when you know, like, write the email on Monday at two o'clock. And and that's the that's another another ninja trick I like to use, Mm -hmm. which is, I don't know if you do it, but scheduling what you're going to do that day in your calendar. I mean, literally schedule like from 12 to two, I'm going to write my newsletter and from two to three, I'm going to do this and etc. And when and you and you how do you know what to schedule? Will you look at your action steps, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I have to admit, sometimes I'm good at that scheduling in that way, but I have like three different things that going on all the time. So sometimes I have, um, I, I kind of get a little sidetracked on, you know, I have this thing that I'm going to be doing now, but then this other thing that, cause I've got, you know, the, the salon, then I've got my coaching and then I've got my YouTube, my, my YouTube, my podcast. And so I have three different calendars that I'm looking at all the time. And so the thing I've been working on is being able to make sure that I'm, I'm doing that more effectively. So let's just say there's somebody else that's like me that has <laughs> all these different things. And it's how, how do you, advise them to maybe coordinate things down so that it makes that part simpler too. Um, I think you have to have one calendar, first of all, and have everything in that one calendar, because if you're, you're bouncing from calendar, three different calendars that, that would drive me crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So I would say, first of all, that, okay? okay. And second of all, I mean, you know, you also have to ask yourself, what is it that I want to build? Like, what what's your intention for the year? Is it to build your hair salon business? Is it to build your coaching business? Is it to build your podcast? And you might answer, well, I want to do all three. And that might be okay to put on your intentions for the year, like a mm-hmm. big vision. But that's not good for putting on for, for Q, Q1, for example, for, okay. for three months, because you're not focused enough. Now, your coaching business and the podcast are a little more related to each other than the hairstyling business. So my point is, one of the keys to success, in my experience, because I I lived it, I had two businesses, I had the one I have now. And I had a a business called Girl Power, where Mm -hmm. I worked with young girls. And it was an empowerment program. I loved it very much. But I had both of these businesses and neither of them really took off because I was not focused on one of them. And um, when I made that, the, the change, I call it the change in my life, you know, when I made the change, one of the things I changed was letting one of the businesses go because mm-hmm. I realized it was my lack of focus that was keeping both businesses from not growing. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
That that's a really key one. Women, we we often think we can multitask and we can do a lot of things at the same time. And yeah, we're pretty damn good at it. Actually, not bad, but we're not that good at it. We're yeah. really not. Um, and so if anyone's listening and they really want to know, you know, what is the one thing I can do if I want to like build my business or I want to whatever it whatever your big goals are focus on it whatever it is that you really 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 want focus on that and it will it will just amaze you how miraculous it is and how that will expand and that will grow right perfect great advice thank you for that now let's get back to your book i just have a question so how many steps is it that's the book Seven keys to seven. Seven figures. keys. Seven keys to seven figures. The Women Entrepreneur's Guide to Money and Freedom is the name of the book. All right. Well, perfect. So I'll have a link in the um, in the description for everybody to um, go and just click on that. But um, so it's on Amazon and everything, correct? It is. Yes. So you've talked about step one. So do you want to share just a little bit more teasers about how this uh, this amazing information that you have in there? And I don't have the book yet, but I am getting it. I will tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful to write the book. I, I absolutely loved it. It's such how a, long did it take you to write it, to be you honest? You know, writing is fun. Like writing is mm -hmm. the fun part. It's the, it's the editing and the publishing, <laughs> marketing and it, all that kind of stuff that takes forever. So how long did it take to write? Maybe eight months, maybe, you know, okay. or maybe even, or maybe even not that long because it's um, such a creative process to, to be able to sit down like in a room and just think, right? Like how often mm -hmm. do we do that? Right. So it was a lot of fun to, to write the book and it was um, great to get the ideas in there. And I just realized, you know, I asked myself the question, how did I do this? Because first of all, I have no business experience. You know, I, didn't, I don't have an MBA or anything like that. I sell women's clothing. I don't even know how to sew. All right. Um, I was in my, you know, I had my business for 20 years uh, before, you know, under a hundred thousand a year. So how did, how did this happen? Like what, why and how? Yeah. So the book's really to answer in a way, my own question of how I did it and how it's done. And there were really six main keys, you know, I already spoke about wanting it. And the second one I also spoke about, which is focusing. So that's okay. key number two. But uh, before I actually go into the keys in the book, um, I really like to ask women to think about their own definition of authentic success and, and what freedom means to them. Because mm -hmm. we have to start with what it is that we really, really want and 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 what what free time means and and what a business would mean and all of those things so so the beginning of the book really asks you to really think about what freedom is for you and what having a business would do for you and and is this what you really really want and then it goes into the second most important question which is your relationship with money because nothing's going to happen in your business if you don't, if you don't nail this one, mm -hmm. and this one is one of the hardest ones of all, because we all have money stories, right? And what we, oh, grow yeah. up, right. Money doesn't grow on trees or in this, and you know, rich people yeah. are bad or, you know, it, you know, I'm too old. I can't do it. And, you know, it'll take my freedom away. All these things that 
ideas we have around money. And this is really the crux of the whole thing. And we need to face our relationship with money and our comfort with money because we don't want a hobby, right? We mm -hmm. actually want a money-making business. And if you want a money-making business, you need to love money and want money and be right. comfortable with it and understand you deserve it. And it makes you a better person, not, not less of a person. So this is something that I speak a lot about in the book because I think this is... Um, something very important, especially to women, because women, we want to be liked, we want to be in relationship with with other women, other people. We don't want to be seen as like a money hungry, greedy type of person. We want to be feminine and all of these things. And these negative ideas we have about money, that it's not feminine or what won't make you more of a woman, um, need to go. Right. Well, you know, when you're saying all that, I'm thinking, you know, um, I have a um, an example in my family of a person who made it very well. I mean, he became a millionaire. And so I saw him do that. But I also saw that he was married to this business. He worked it all the time. You know, his day off, he was still there. He was there, you know, all the time. And so I had this block for a very long time that in order to make money, you had no time to yourself. And I, that was like, oh, I can't stand that. But what happened was after years of thinking about all of that, all of a sudden I realized the reason he did that was that's what he wanted to do. He loved it. That was his thing. He didn't, he didn't have to be there, but he chose to because it wasn't a have to thing. And once I finally realized that, you know, that was a decision he made and he wanted to do it that way, then it kind of gave me permission to say, I don't have to do it that way. And mm. before that, you know, it was like, it was like a put on the brakes kind of thing, you know, I, and so it, it's, it's really interesting how we can kind of want to bring something to us and stop it at the same time, you know? Exactly. I love that example. And that's exactly, that's, exactly the point of it in is that we can actually create the business that we want um, which is why I ask everyone to think about what it is they want and yeah. what free means to them and all of that you know there's been many times in my business I've had it a long time where you know I've had to work really really hard and I've worked long hours and I've worked weekends and all that kind of stuff and there was a a moment where it really changed for me. I went to a workshop um, given by Ali Brown, who's who was one of my mentors. And at the workshop, I met these other women who had seven-figure businesses. And they were working like 10 hours a week. I remember them telling me this. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, really. And I was like, how is this possible? And they were like, well, it is. And I went home from that and I changed everything in my business. I decided my business works for me. I don't work for my business. I'm going to make a ton of money. All right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to work less. It was just a decision that I made. And I, I, I put steps into that. You know, I did my action steps. It's not right. like I only thought about it, although I did think about it. 
I made action steps about it. And that is what happened. And in, in the last, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven years of my business now, which, when it has really you know, gone from 100 to 200 to 400 to 700 to a million and, and above, is the years that I've worked less. Um, and I think this is also something for us to really understand. We really can create the kind of business that we want. Uh, there, there's also, there are times where you have to work a lot, you know, at, at very beginnings of businesses, you can't just go, I think I'm just, you know, I'm just going to work one hour a day. It, that doesn't work. There's times where you have to work hard. But ultimately, once you have that business going, you can create what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Zig Ziglar that says it's kind of like priming the pump that, yeah. you know, yeah. you have to work really, really hard to get the pump to start flowing the water. And once you get the flow going, you can just kind of sit back and watch the water, water go. So I, I, I always loved his um, little story about the, the priming I, the pump. Have you, too. have you heard that too? I love Zig Ziglar. I, oh, love me too. Book. I love that book so much. And I went this past in last June, we rented an Airbnb up in um, New York state. Mm -hmm. And in the backyard was one of those old fashioned water pumps. Oh. And, I went, and I was like, this is so great. And I went and took pictures of it with me and did a video with it because I, I speak about that. Okay. Exactly what you're saying that, and this is, you know, we, we have to pump the water and we don't see it coming out. We don't even see any rewards for it at all. Mm -hmm. And that's, this is perseverance. This is again, one of the keys in my book is we have to keep going even when we don't see anything coming from it. And then one day, all of a sudden that starts. That's when you're an overnight success. That's when you right, right. That's when after 20 years you become an overnight success. I know. I always love that. So what do you feel is like you've already given some great advice to everybody, but if you were starting over today, what would be the first thing you would do? Is it the things that you've already told us, or would it be something different with going from a blank slate? get help. I would say that I, you know, I didn't, I didn't hire a coach until 20 years. <laughs> and once I did, um, that is when everything started to happen for me. And I, I often say also, I, I believe you should hire someone um, who is where you want to be and mm -hmm. were where you are now. So you you don't want to just hire, for example, a business coach who never built a business, for example. Right. You want to hire someone who really understands the industry that you want to get into. But absolutely, that 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 was it. But I didn't even at that time even even know that's what you're supposed to be doing, which is right. hiring a consultant or a coach. But um once I made that decision that I really, really, really wanted, then st things started to happen. And I started to think, oh, I heard about this conference that's going to be, you know, over in, you know, in Washington state and Amazon in Seattle, and maybe I should go to this conference. And so I went to the conference and there was someone speaking who was very inspiring. And I, I got her business card and she ended up being my consultant and my coach and the, and I still work with her to this day. So oh, that nice. is probably, if I wanted to accelerate 
Uh, and I, I was like, I don't have time anymore and I really want to go for it. You hire someone who has been successful in the industry you want to be in and you follow that person and do what they tell you to do. Yeah, that sounds like perfect advice. And, you know, um, just with that thought, um, years ago, you could not have a profession until you had been an apprentice under someone, mm -hmm. you know, which is the kind of the same thing. It's going with someone else's tutelage, you know, that has done all this stuff. And so I have a coach as well. And, um, and for a long time, I didn't, or I would have a coach for a little period of time. And then it was like, mm, you know, I'll do something different. But I have found that having a coach, like you said, that is um, where you want to be, or, you know, even higher than where you want to be, that it just gives you so much insights because then you can tell them what you're doing. They can see what you're doing and they say, hey, you know, change this, do this and it'll be different. And because we don't have the ability to be up above and look and see what all's happening in our lives, but someone else that's been there can. And so that I, I, I love you, you sharing that. And I wish... I really wish you, I could go back in time for the only thing is that I would change is I would get a coach much sooner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. how do you possibly know what to do when you have no idea what to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right? I mean it's, it's, it's. Yeah. Because we come into all this stuff with our own filter and our own lens of what we know. Mm -hmm. And. Yes. So what, what's the, uh, that one thing they always, uh, I hear a lot is that you don't know what you don't know until yeah. somebody tells you what you don't know. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That, that is key. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything that you want to leave everybody with? Um, is there anything yeah. that we haven't touched on that you really feel like you want to add as a teaser with your book? Because um, I'm going to leave that open to you as far as what you would like to to share in addition. Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, definitely check out the book if there's interest on that. And on my website, lesliecooster.com, I give away a wonderful resource list, you know, like the best of books and podcasts and, and coaches and fi finance coaches and things like that. So okay. it's kind of like my gift out to the world there. Yeah. I've been collecting these people and these ideas and oh, websites. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 So it's my, I call it the million dollar resource list. So definitely check that out. Okay. So life is, is it's holistic, isn't it? And to, and to build a successful business, you, you have to actually be building a holistic person at the same time. And so as important it is to do action, which is really about expansion, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's equally important to also have contraction. You know, I mean, you know, nature knows how to do this. Nature yeah. knows how to extend and expand and everything, and it knows how to close down. And so, and especially as women, we really need also that downtime or what I like to call empty time and, and self-care time. Mm -hmm. So that is extremely important. Um, and I, I talk about different things you can do, ideas you can do in the book in, in order to bring more of that into your life. If I remember right, you talk a lot about going into nature, right? 
I do. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, and and I'll just share real quick, and you probably yeah. already know this, but um, if you don't mind, I'm going to share something. I was reading a book this morning, and it's talking about all different kinds of things about how to work in your life. And so it shared that, and I don't remember if the study was done in China or Japan, but it was one of those countries, okay? And they were wanting to do a study because there was so many people that were having high blood pressure and um, suicide and, you know, and having really bad health issues, which was all related to stress and anxiety. And so they did this study where they, they took a group of people and they put them in the middle of a forest. And I think they call it forest bathing. And they had them walk around in the forest and they could sit but they measured them as they were as they did this and their anxiety level and everything just kind of just came down but the interesting thing to me was that not only that but they proved the two that if you sit and you look at a photograph and like if the weather's too bad and you can't get outside, you can look at something on your screen where it's a beautiful mountain and some forest and some water. They said water made it even better. But if you sat and looked at that for 10 minutes, that, that also brought your stress levels down and everything. And I was just blown away by that. Because let's face it, you know, like you were talking about your creativity and your self-care, but if you're in a stress state, you can't think right, you can't, you can't move the needle wherever you want it to go because you're kind of bound right where you are. Have you ever heard of that study? I haven't, but I, I, I'm not so surprised by that because anytime you really kind of focus on something attractive or beautiful, whether mm -hmm. It's literally a tree or it's a picture of a tree. Our imaginations kind of are beautiful things and we we can be there, you know, even if we're not there. Right. Yeah. And, and I I know that nature will is healing, you know, just if you're having stress, anxiety, uh, worry, problems, things like that. Um just taking a walk, going outside, breathing outside. I always believe that nature on some level sort of absorbs our negative energy because- I love that. It, it, when we come back from those walks or, you know, you could you leave your house feeling miserable, right? <laughs> yeah. And after however long, all of a sudden you're much lighter. So it's a really healing experience. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thank you for- for sharing that, because I will say, you know, um, if I'm having cluttered thoughts, I go outside for a walk just so that I can kind of get into a different space. Because, you know, if I sit in the office and I'm trying to figure out how to declutter my thoughts, I just I can just see everything I need to do and think about all the things I need to do. So um, I have to step outside and just breathe the air. And there's been times that I would just go hug a tree. It's like, you know, give me some of your vibration, please. <laughs> I love hugging trees. <laughs> I know. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and there was, I don't know if you remember, it's been a few years ago that there was the thing going on about where you could stand by a tree, you could hug a tree and then stand by a tree and one of the limbs would come over and touch you. Yeah. Did you oh. ever see those? It was on, oh. I think it was on TikTok or Instagram. I don't remember. So my sister and my niece and I, we went and tried it out. And I swear it, there would be no breeze at all. 
and you hug this tree and then one of the branches would just start coming down and brush your arm and mm -hmm. and the first time it was like there has to have been a breeze blowing or something this can't be real but it was it was the coolest thing so now everybody just when you're out the next time and you hug a tree just hug it and give it some love and light and see if it'll reach and touch you <laughs> i love that yeah yeah all right so do you feel like we've touched on all the things yeah. you want to touch on on the book i think this is wonderful yes um go to uh seven keys to seven figures book.com when you go to that seven keys to seven figures book.com then there's also bone other bonuses as well to have too so definitely check that out and um yeah anyone could find me on my website leslie cruiser.com or of course on instagram facebook uh and linkedin all right. Perfect. And like I said before, I will put all the links in the description. So anybody that is looking at it can actually grab that link and go directly to it. But um, I will be ordering the book in the next couple of days, I am sure. And I'm checking out all the free resources and, and diving in. And I might be giving you a call. Do you coach people too? Uh, uh Time to time I do. Okay. All right. I was just, all of a sudden I thought, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Leslie, for being here. It's been a pleasure and you've given me a lot of food for thought and um, different things that I will be talking to my coach about the next time <laughs> I talk to her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Vicki. All the best and all the best to everybody listening. Thank you. So I want to leave everybody with this words of wisdom, not mine, but their words of wisdom. Nonetheless, the best way to predict the future is create it. So what are you creating? All right. Bye.